Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. All right, 7 o'clock. It is Sunday night. Time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Portland. Jim, uh, very recently, not anymore or no longer in Portland. A little bit tired, I imagine. Jim, how's it going today? Pretty good. I was at the Sports Phone bar. What? Less than? Less than 24 hours ago. 24 hours ago. Drove down the coast. I uh, didn't see much sports, saw a little surfing going down the coast, but uh, I'm back in California, ready to ready to go. I, I uh, It was fun going down the coast, stopping at uh, places, talking about the uh, March Madness is probably what most, most, uh, most sports fans are talking about right now. You know? I, I have still, and I've told you this before, I don't know why I find it so bizarre, but it, it is still something that, like, my brain always has to kind of click and understand that idea of, oh, I woke up in one state, and now I'm hundreds of miles away going to bed in a completely different location. Like, it's even more exaggerated when I'm getting on, like, an airplane, and then I wake up in, like, Hawaii, and then I go to sleep in Oregon at the same time. But any time I travel a long distance, my brain always struggles to comprehend that, oh, I recently yeah, and i imagine like you've had that same experience yeah over well, the it's, last it's too weirder hours. weirder your mom was um heck 24 hours or just no 12, yeah. 12 hours ago she was in arizona right i was exactly. in, i was in portland i ended up picking her up at the airport now we're both back here i mean it's right it's, it's yeah, tra- that's travel. exactly that's exactly the idea that i'm i'm referring to yeah it gets it gets real wild uh but Everybody to the sports phone. Uh, looking forward to talking to all of you for the next hour or so. Um, if you are new to the sports phone, let me walk you through what's going to be going on for the next uh, hour or so. Um, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are big sports fans um, in all different shapes and forms. We participated. We were uh, participants, uh, coaches, fans, athletes, you name sports in every different way you can imagine uh, and we like to spend this one hour a week uh, just getting into sports but more importantly giving you the listening audience the opportunity to get in on those conversations we open up the phone lines and give you the chance to talk about anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports uh, and give you again the opportunity to bring up anything you would like pro college international rec league youth league questions comments controversies quizzes trivia whatever you'd like to bring up as long as it is in some way sports related jim and i want to hear about it the number to do that is 707-895-2448 so we're open up the phone lines and we're looking forward to taking your calls as we get rolling here 707-895-2448 jim did i miss anything any details or or little things we need to discuss before we get rolling not really we have no uh we have no interview local interview tonight We've we just been so busy with callers. I haven't um, tried as hard to get local interviews. I do think uh, I am going to start getting back back into that. Uh, maybe some more obscure stuff uh, than just uh, baseball, basketball, football, volleyball. 
um, high school stuff. So maybe some more of the individual sports. I don't know. Um, one of the most interesting things, I was in Crescent City last night having dinner. And next to me was a 35-year-old um, English person riding bicycle down from Portland to San Diego, basically. And, which is something that people do. You know, that that's a thing. Uh, and he was, uh, he was just enamored with, um, I, I thought with March Madness and, and, you know, he learned about March Madness four days ago. (laughs) He's been following it ever since. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, uh, and this guy was a big, big, uh, uh, English football fan, soccer and yeah, yeah. he he knew a lot about the leagues and he said you know we don't have these tournaments if you win if you win the premier league which he he called the best league in the world uh in england i'm sure that has some uh there could be people that could argue that but that wasn't the point the point was that was his favorite league and they have no tournament at the end whoever wins league wins wins the league there's no tournament yeah. Well, and that's and that's more like I think European soccer in general. So I think it, it, the the way I was thinking about that was I don't think it really mattered that it was someone from England specifically. Like this type of tournament, like a one and done type elimination tournament, is not really a thing in European soccer. Like it, 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 there's even the the tournaments that have more quicker eliminations you still have like the pool play at the beginning to get into the knockout stages, or you have these like home and homes where it's based on goal differential. The idea of like a one and done, you lose your out tournament is not super common in European soccer. Yeah. But think, think about the world cup. Of course, you're talking about European Even in the World Cup, you have that whole pool play thing to get to the knockout. Right, stage. but we, you could twist this a little bit and say uh, March Madness is very similar to the World Cup. Let's just call all these individual leagues pool play. And and the winner of that ACC sure, is, go, is going in there. You know, you know all right, I mean. fair enough. Fair there, enough. There, there's still these things that are uh, – I know you're sort of laughing at me here, but in general, there's there's a bunch of stuff going around in the country that feeds into it. And then there's some at-large people that just get invited. And I got a feeling that's... Well, so, no one just gets invited to get to, to play in the World Cup. There, There is a system of... Yeah, there's a system for qualifying. You don't just... And with the exception of being the host country, you don't just get into the World Cup. You, you have to go through the... You have to qualify. But you qualify by winning, you know, that's, I mean, okay. Yeah, but no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I absolutely see what, see what you're saying there. Uh, one little note, since we kind of di- diverged, or not diverged, but kind of detoured into World Cup conversation, uh, I, this just happened, and I'm, I'm probably the bigger soccer fan of the two of us. I know there's a lot of soccer fans out there. Uh, my soccer stress was was very much lifted. Oh, that's right. After, after the U.S. beat Panama 5-1. to one, uh, in a U.S. World Cup qual or in a World Cup qualifying match, they now have to go to Costa Rica on Wednesday and not lose by six. Is essentially what needs to happen. As long as they don't lose by six, uh, they they will qualify for the World Cup after missing. Uh, wow. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Nothing or worse. 
Hey, it's the sports phone doctor. Patty Chico, the doctor. What's 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 on your mind tonight? Yeah, I just wanted to contribute a little bit to this um, European football discussion. I think somebody, so I studied abroad in London for a semester when I was in college, um, and there was somebody there that I'd become friends with who was actually from California, but was just really had been in following um, Premier League for like his whole life. And he was saying that like he he actually was more annoyed at like stuff like the like March Madness or just the way we do our playoff scheme here because like you know in 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 England and probably in the other leagues like there's kind of like if you're not in the Premier League like you can't get into the Premier League <laughs> like it takes like winning I mean there's a it's very complicated like in terms of like the other tertiary leagues. Um, you can move up and you can get into the Premier League, but it's very hard. Like you have to have like have a certain win streak or won a certain percentage of games to even just get in. So there's not this like you wouldn't have an underdog situation. I know that I know they just lost. What, what was that team? Was it Saint Saint Peter's? Saint Peter's. Saint Peter's. I knew it was a Saint. Yeah, but that's like that's not a that you would never see that <laughs> in in a league over there because a team like that wouldn't be playing against a Premier League team. And I thought that was an interesting take because I didn't know any any different than the system we have here. It's, it's actually one of my favorite elements of European soccer that I wish they would bring over into professional sports in the, in the United States is the relegation system, um, where if you finish in the bottom four of the Premier League, you get dropped into the second-tier league, and the best in the mm-hmm. second tier will get, get to move up into the into the premier league and what the stress they're not stressed, but the interest it creates is those teams at the bottom, their fan base are rooting real hard to not finish in the bottom four. It, there's a reason to stay interested. Uh. And I also just like it from the perspective of looking at American sports. There's so many leagues that are lopsided or like top heavy where right. I think having really a relegation system, I'd love it. If, if the EA was split into like three different leagues and you were playing to stay relevant, I think you could still do playoffs like within each league or something like that. But mm, yeah. I would love if they brought relegation over into American sports. I think it's one of the most fascinating things that European the, soccer. The part it's I super just... interesting when you don't when you don't grow up with it, you know, like yeah, you yeah, absolutely, system. yeah, and it, yeah. it does seem like as I, I like their league kind of fascinates me, and I'm sure the same way that like our this like March Madness thing just seems like bonkers <laughs> because yeah. there's just nothing like it over there. But yeah. just just before just before we drop this, so. In the, how many are in the Premier League? Give me a ballpark. Is there twelve? Is there two hundred? I mean, how many is there? I believe I have no there idea. Is, yeah, hang on. I'll I'll give you an exact number in a second here. So uh, twenty. So twenty. My my point is, the thing that you said that's most interesting, Jer, and I, I think you caught this, Patty, is that when you're sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteenth, your fan base like in. You know, Laker fans right now are saying, "Ah, the heck with the Lakers! They're, they're, you know, they stink this year." They're, they they can get do. dropped out of the Premier League if they don't win their last few games, even if they're in in nineteenth place. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, and, and I was wrong. It's eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Not to, not bottom four, bottom three get relegated. That that is. I had no idea that went on. That's interesting. Someone get be like someone getting kicked out of the ACC and bring in. Yeah, a, be fantastic. <laughs> I'd love it. 
Yeah. I never, yeah, I never it's, heard it's, it. It's, 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 I just, yeah, I just wanted to add that little element to it is that, um, that, yeah. And then essentially once you're in the premier league, then you, you know, you play that year and then, and then, and then like be the underdog in the playoffs, but there's no like coming from nowhere, <laughs> like yeah, in right. Europe, like yeah. within the same season, I guess. And that, hmm. that's just, that's interesting too. Hmm. Well, keep, keep listening. Let, let, let's, uh, let me take this another call before we bring up another topic. Lisa listening, Patty, you, you got some interesting things to say this afternoon. <laughs> Good. Bye. <laughs> Hello, call. You're on the air. Oh, that was quick. I'm still trying to listen to Dr. Patty and sneak outside to make the phone call. <laughs> you have to go outside? Yeah, the, uh... yeah I'll I leave the radio on. I step outside. Um, uh-huh. How you guys doing? Doing pretty the, good. Uh, port- I'm a little travel weary. Jerry's sitting at home, raring to go. Uh, are you sitting on the new uh, the new deck, or is that not complete yet? Deck's not done yet. <laughs> okay. I got it about half done. It'll be finished by Memorial Day. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, great stuff. Like I, I love where you guys, you know, the, 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 the way the premier yeah. league does it in, in European sports. And isn't that great though? The balance, like, I mean, honestly, would you want to give up March madness just to have a, a, a way to change things as far as like who gets to be in a league or, or the NBA playoffs? I mean, it's kind of fun. Both, both perspectives have their have their pros and cons. They they definitely yeah, they, yeah, they, they definitely do. It's yeah. it's hard to argue against the energy that the uh, March Madness is putting out. I mean, the idea of the Cinderella team in the last ten years has carried March Madness. It seems like there's always somebody. You know, the Cinderella yeah, team this, this, for listeners yeah. is the team that that um, you know the fifteen this year beat a two and moved on to the Sweet Sixteen. And Jerry, does that qualify? Let me let's check with Jerry uh, Vince because he's the one that always says it doesn't count as a Cinderella team if if you beat a if you beat a two in the first round, then you get blown out in the second. Did this team do enough, Jerry, for your? Yes, as long as they get to the Sweet Sixteen, I I have interest in 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 underdogs. Yes, St. Peter's so, did enough to 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 get my approval this year. Good. So, so Jerry, let, let me throw this at you. Then they beat a two seed. And then they'd be the three seed. Are they no longer a Cinderella? Like at some point, does it not become like they beat the three, a team that two different teams that were the number one team in the nation at some point during the regular season, a two and a three. Like did they, did they over exceed Cinderella and they were just relevant in the tournament? I'd rather call them Cinderella team than say the, the seating was all screwed up. I don't think the seeding was messed up because they were 18 and 12 going into the tournament. They only got in because they won their conference tournament, which they weren't supposed to. And then they just played really good basketball. And that to me is the excitement of this tournament is the better team can have a bad game and lose. I mean, North Carolina was a team that was considered a bubble team, not going to make the tournament until they upset Duke at, at the end of the season. And now look at them. Now they're in the final four. I mean, it's 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 such a fun. I don't I don't know if any place or any sporting event is more exciting when seasons like this happen. Like, there's been boring tournaments before for sure, but this is this is what makes the popularity of March Madness uh, understandable. Jer, and real, Jer, what do you what, what do you got? This, this is a good year. You agree? 
Oh yeah, every year's every year's a good year. Uh, with the, again, I think just the way this tournament is formatted is that even the years when the top seeds all win, I still think it's interesting because I, I just the way that th- there's inherent interest in a tournament like this with format. It's possible to not possibility that it's that upsets are going to happen. 707-895-2448. We're talking to Vince. We're talking about the the uh, the uh, March Madness. Um, Vince, did you know this fun fact? Because I can't believe Jerry didn't know it. I very rarely bring up a fun fact. That this is Duke and UNC's first meeting ever in March Madness? I, I did know that. And yeah. it was also it was also the first time a fifteen seed played an eight seed. Huh. Um it was also I think the Third time a first-time head coach took his team to the Final Four. Who was that? Um, North, North Carolina's uh, coach. He, yeah, North Carolina's coach. I think that's only happened twice before. Um, coach K broke John Woody's record for most Final Four appearances. Not so not, not wins, pretty, but not wins, but appearances. Not wins, yeah. but Final Four appearances. Exactly. Um, so this is kind of a very interesting I me mean, first off the fact that Duke and North Carolina are playing is huge I mean it'd be so again it was fitting in my mind that they they beat Duke in, in Coach K's last home game can they do it again and knock him out of the I, final like it's just it's just it's just crazy it would be like yeah. Boston knocking LA out of the NBA twice in a row I mean it's this, it, this exactly you know, so, so really quick, I know, I know that you know college sports, pro sports is not what the sports fund's all about mostly, but I do want to say we know the Final Four prediction, Jerry. Uh oh yeah no I, I picked Duke to win this tournament in my bracket I'm sticking with it. Hmm. Nice. nice. Yeah. Me too. Now now me too. ask me if the rest of my Final Four is anything close to what I thought it would be, and I I would have to admit it's not even close, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but no, I picked Duke to win before the tournament. I'm sticking with it. Who who are they going to meet in the final four? Do you think? Uh, I think the they'll play Villanova. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm picking. I, so Can- I, I had, I'm picking. Yeah, Can- I, Go ahead, Jim Vince. So you have Kansas winning it. I have Kansas winning it all. Over who? Duke. So we all all have. Well, Jerry, you have Villanova. So I picked Kansas Duke at the beginning of the of my bracket because Kansas is the first team Shashevsky beat to win his first national title, and I want him to go out beating them again. I feel like it'd be the perfect full circle. So I have Duke over Kansas. So we'll see. This is great. We we all have three different brackets, three different finals, and I'm excited to see what next week brings. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I I do admit it. I'm an NBA. Uh, fan and it's ex- it's exciting. Jerry just pointed out, and I'm going to take another call here, Vince. Um, get, yeah, l- listen up. We, we got a lot that could get really interesting tonight. But uh, Jerry just pointed out the Lakers blew a 25 point lead against. Oh, the, they did the nine versus the ten in in the. Uh, oh, let's just leave, let's just leave that. Talk to you. Yeah. Talk to you in a little bit, you, Vince. You got it, guys. I'll keep listening. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi there. I don't know if I should bring this up or not, um, but I'm going to bring it up just for fun or in, or something or argument. Bring it. Okay. So, do you really think that the fi- that this March Madness and Final Four 
would continue to be as popular as it is every single year if there weren't so much money involved in it. I mean, everybody bets on it. It, it, to answer that question, what what do you mean would it be as popular if, if there wasn't? Well, I mean, do you think the same amount of people that get so involved in these games, if there weren't these big betting pools and, I mean, people go to Las Vegas during March Madness so they can bet on teams. And You want, you want to go first, Jer? Well, go ahead and finish first, and then go ahead. Well, no, that I, I, I don't. I'm not exactly sure what else to say, but I mean, is it people who really love college basketball and follow it the entire season, or is it somebody like me who every so often, you know, some year or other—not every year, but occasionally—I go, okay, give me the, give me the brackets, and I'm going to bet on it. And then I get interested only because I have money riding on it, not because I really care about who wins or loses. And I, and I just wonder how big a piece of it, of this whole thing, is the gambling. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's an interesting thing. All right, that's all. I'm me, curious me, to hear what other people have to you, have to say about it. You first, Jeremy. Uh, I can go first. You go. Um, I I think there are fans of every sport for different reasons. I guess that's how I would start with this. So an example of this being I have a couple of friends that the only reason they are interested in professional basketball or the way they stay interested in it is by gambling on it. Uh, similarly, I, I would argue there are people that they, the reason they like college basketball is because they can gamble on it. So I think that's absolutely, there's a, a portion of college basketball fans who are only a fan because they bet on it. Is that slice, if you got rid of them enough to make it less popular, if that's ultimately what the question is, uh, I, I would say no, just because I think there are more people in those other groups that are fans of basketball, fans of college basketball, uh, alumni of the schools that want to root for them, students that go to those schools. I, I think there's a lot of groups that would outweigh the group that would be disinterested if they couldn't gamble on it. I, uh, I, I just, Jerry, I, I, I just, I, I, the call, we don't have the caller on the air anymore, but I, I don't think you can separate them. I, I just think. No, they, that, that was, yeah, that was where I was like thinking about this as I was going through. Is I, I think that it's really hard to envision any televised sport separated from the money because they're blind when you get, especially once you get advertising involved. The 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 NFL is making a huge comeback. Not that they needed it because of betting on on you know it's legal to bet on the NFL. The, sorry, the, the, let's let's NFL. let's just be fair about that, Jim. The NFL has ads for gambling on the NFL during NFL games. I know. So 
and and uh, the good doctor sent me a text. Says you know it's no different in any other sport. There's betting on all sports. Um, I don't know how to answer it. I just think it is so part of it that yeah. it's like can you take basketball. Can you take the ball away when it still be interested? You know, I know that's a stupid. But, but, but I don't. I guess I would also say on the same like topic. I don't hold it against anyone that's only a fan of a sport because they like to gamble on it. I think it's as legitimate a reason to be a fan of something as it is to just like go to the school. I, I don't think that, I don't think that they're any less of a fan because their motivation is they like to gamble. I, no, I, I hold not, nothing. I mean, against I'm, those I mean the caller made that point too. The caller said that the only time she really gets into it is when she, she bets on a she right. makes a bracket and bets on it. I, I had more fun watching the NFL than any other year. Well, one, because the Raiders made the playoffs, but two, because a buddy of mine got me into like very casual, not high money sports gambling because it got legalized in Oregon. Like you were able to do it through an app. And so I had more fun watching the NFL this year than I did any other year because I was legally able to gamble a little bit on it. And, and that was super fun. I had a blast doing that. 707-895-2448. Call and tell us why you like uh, March Madness. Women's, men's. Is it because you can gamble? Hello, caller. You're on the air. Sports phone doctor again. Um, yeah. yeah I, it's interesting. I thought that caller was going to a different place when she mentioned money. I um, did too. I, I did too. I really, cause right. Like, like what we talked about, right? Like you were talking about how much money goes in. I mean, there's for an amateur sport. It, I mean, I don't know, Jerry, what's the comparison between how much money in terms of like outside of gambling. So how much money like advertising and all that stuff, um, like as compared to a professional sport, um, it's but the point is is it's it, there's just so much money. I mean, I think the reason that there is so much hype around it is is like due to very purposeful advertising um, money that gets spent like by the NCAA. Would you agree? Yeah, th- that's what uh, I Patty, thought. To answer, that's to answer that. Hold on, Jim, real quick. Yep. To answer that question, this is the first number I found. Uh, was one point two four billion dollars of ad spending on the twenty six. So I imagine that number has only gone up in the last six years. When the money is brought up, um, I I thought the caller was going with whatever billion Jerry just said could go to a better cause. That's what what I thought it was that was going at, not the interest of watching because of gambling money. That that that, that's a I thought it was a very interesting uh, take on it. I, I didn't. Um, I thought the issue we're going to be talking about was there's too much money being spent on advertising. It should go somewhere else. It's just not worth it. That's what I thought was coming up with it. Yeah, I mean, and as a distinction, you know, the I mean, at least I mean, I still don't think that the NCAA athletes are getting anywhere like <laughs> very much of that money. Like I know that they can go and like you know promote things themselves now, but. I think that's another interesting piece. I mean, just talking about the money part of it, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I know that the NFL gets a lot of money for their and you know NBA and that stuff, but the players actually get a substantial amount of a, a substantial cut, you know. And then you have a, like college players who 
can, can't even afford to eat, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's, I think that's, it's, when you start talking about money, I think there's just so many, there's so many layers to that. Thanks, Patty. Keep, keep listening. Yeah, we, we might get okay, something bye. even more interesting. 707-895-2448. We had another call. I just picked it up and it was gone. Please call back. Lines are open. I was just saying before that call, Gia, are there other reasons besides gambling? I think I don't. I, I don't always fill out a bracket. I don't care about the gambling. I like to watch the sport itself. Do you think I'm in the minority? I mean, is I mean that's got to be the bottom line, right? Most people like basketball. That's why they watch it. I mean, that's a very, I think everyone, you can kind of start with that and then kind of whittle your way down. Like, I think you have to be some, at some level, interested in basketball. Uh, and then from there, you have, like, your offshoot reasons from there. Uh, I don't think anyone just, well, no, that's not true. I bet there are people that gamble that are not fans of the sport. They just like to I'm gamble. sure, I'm, I'm yeah. sure there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, Carl, yeah, you're on the point. air. So, to me, you have to compare this to the Super Bowl at this point, right? Uh, the the advertisement money is pretty is pretty high compared to other sports. People watch this, and I guarantee it's a thirty percent or higher because it's the thing that's on every TV if if you're at a bar, a sports bar, or you're at someone's house and they're a basketball fan and they have it on TV. A, a bunch of people are watching this tournament. And are into it because it's the tournament, just like it's the Super Bowl. I mean, I've noticed, I've watched darn near every single game of the tournament, and the commercials are almost better than the Super Bowl commercials. And I guarantee people are watching for that. Like, it's becoming that. It may not be there yet, obviously, but it's getting to be that kind of a thing. The March Madness is like the Super Bowl. And therefore, gambling comes along with it because it's that big of a sporting event. And there could be, you know, there there is um, there is just the social aspect. Everyone else is watching, and I want to keep up. Let me take another one, Vince. Keep listening. You got it. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah. Okay. Is this Peter? Um, this no. This is Rob. Go ahead. Um, I called in. Last time I called in, was talking about uh, my dad running in the. Uh, anyway, in high school sports, I, when I was a kid, I used to go to all the Illinois basketball games, and so I just I don't bet on the games or anything. The only time I bet is once in a while I go to a horse race with, you know, horse nut friends, and I'll bet, and I've been lucky, but. I don't bet on the basketball games. I just follow, I like to follow March Madness because it's cool. I'm just I get tired of you know same old teams up there every year. Like I went to the University of Kentucky for a year uh, when Adolph Rupp was still a coach there, and wouldn't even allow a black person into his uh, wow. arena. But them days was them days. Hmm. I just the thing I remember. I like you know. Uh, uh, Cinderella teams, they call. My biggest uh, hurrah was when Texas Western won. I think it was like, I don't know, 66, 68, somewhere in there. I remember Cassie Russell from Michigan and all kind of people that got Luau Cinder from from UCLA, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, March Madness is great. I don't need to bet on it. 
So is it, is it just a pure basketball or just a lot of the drama that goes around it? What's what's uh... you know, Maybe it's the drama that goes around it. I don't know. I don't necessarily follow it all year long. Sometimes I do, sometimes not. I'm just so busy working and stuff all the time. Hmm. Sometimes I don't pay attention as much. But but you don't you need know. a gambling. That's what you're saying. No, I just I just like follow certain teams and watch what's happening, and I and I do get I do get extra pumped when when March Madness comes around, particularly if there's a team I know, hmm. or if there's a Cinderella team that takes off, like St. Peter's or Texas Western back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I still remember them, Bobby Joe Hill and all kind of people from back then. <laughs> well, well, thanks for that. That's 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 pure. That's I I, I like that. Yeah, man. Hmm, thanks. All right. Thank you. You're on the air. It's a sports phone. Yeah. You know, some of us come at this from different perspectives. You two come at, at it pretty much from the perspective of an athlete, somebody who participated in the sport. Therefore, Fair enough. that aspect of it is elevated in you guys' worldview when you think about the support, the sport. I grew up around a lot of gamblers, and not only did I grow up around a lot of gamblers, but my mother was very anti-gambling, so it's something that you became aware of when you were young. So my grandfather and great-grandfather had a lumber mill up in Washington, and they wound up banning alcohol and gambling from their logging camps because people were getting killed and people were killing each other and people were gambling and he, they'd pay everybody. You know, I think they paid once a month at that time and they'd pay everybody. And these gamblers would come into, you know, with card games and all these different things and get everybody drunk. And these guys would have no money when they went home. There's something in the basic human condition that has to do with some people being more susceptible to sort of the, the you know euphoric highs you get when you're gambling and and um i had a friend whose wife was really into gambling going to the casinos around here and then there was sort of an intervention and this and that so then she starts breeding dogs and going to dog shows and she got a very similar buzz out of having her dogs competing in the dog shows and and so i've observed this in people since I was a kid because my mother had raised it as an issue. So there it was always something to look at. And I have seen so many people that would watch. They were running all their brackets. They were. I dated a woman whose father was a police officer who was gambling and so many different things at the same time. I don't know how he even kept all the games straight. <laughs> you know, it was just truly amazing. And when you see this in just group after group, whether you're in a bar and people are all gambling on what's going on on the TVs and the sports bar, it's a, a real thing that's part of the human condition that I've seen in some 35 countries at this point. It's everywhere. There's people gambling everywhere. People are shooting marbles. Somebody else is gambling on it. You know, it's just part of the human condition, and some people handle it better than others. It's a lot like alcohol or other drugs or anything else. You know, you're messing with your reward system when you gamble. And it's just something to keep in mind when you think about for these kind of people, all the sports are are a way to facilitate 
their gambling drive. <laughs> that was quite a great gambling. Uh... No, yeah, it's it's. Chair, what do, what, what do you think? I, I... Well, I, I was just going to say, like, what I was thinking about when, when I heard a lot of that was that, that there's it was that line of like the line of care to make it interesting, or how much do you want to bet? Like, that's not a sports thing. Yeah. Like, it's just. Everything inherently has another as a, a elevated stake to it as soon as there's money involved in it. And, and like as yeah. soon as someone puts some money on the line. For it. So the whole time I'm just I was hearing those examples of things that what that were being taught or gambled on there. I'm just thinking in the back of my head just all the times passively with with my buddies. They're just like, oh, care to make it interesting. And we put like two bucks on something and it inherently makes it more stressful. And that's all I could think about when when, when that was going on when, when I heard that that that, uh, that call. My my only answer, caller, is is you know the old cliche that the gun doesn't kill people, people kill people, and I you know there there's a level with gambling. The person, I mean, is all drinking bad? Is all gambling bad? Is all smoking uh, weed bad? No, I think when it's abused, it's bad. I think there's a moderation in, in everything. So so I think for some people, it makes it more exciting. You may be right. For some people, it may ruin their life. But does that mean no one should do it? That's my only only take on that. Let me get another call, all right? Okay. Thank you. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing good. We're, we're... Doing well. I don't know well. where to go with some of this stuff. Well, I, I'm not trying to be negative, but I do want to bring up a couple points because I, I actually went up to Portland to see my uh, my uh, Indiana play, where both my daughter and I went to school, huh. and I thought that, I thought the NCAA nailed the seating on them, having them as the last four in, and when uh, Richmond beat Davidson, they got bumped to the playing game. I thought that was completely fair because they went nine eleven in the uh, in their conference, and they won a couple games in the Big Ten tournament. But unfortunately, so we, we traveled up to Portland, and they had, you know, the, the games prior, and then they sell the, the games in packs. So you buy for two games. So mm-hmm. I had, uh, we had uh, the Indiana and then the UCLA game that followed it. And unfortunately, what they do is they clear out the entire stadium. And you guys are talking about money and NCAA with the advertising, which is huge. Uh, they, they, gave, they only gave a 25-minute cushion from the end of the Gonzaga game. They kicked everyone out, and then we all had to be in line waiting to get in. I got I got in at halftime for that game. Oh, and when I, when I got in, there was I, still I, take over, Jerry. I, yeah, I mean when I when I when I got in there, it was still and it was so it was so unfortunate, and you know, a lot of folks spent a lot of money. So that's the one downside of where it's going, where it's it's blowing up, but it's getting it's almost getting a little too corporate, and they're not considering like they only they only delayed that game for 10 minutes to let people in so like indiana's toughest toughest ride as they had they had to play the playing game then they got sent out west and there was a whole issue with the plane not being big enough to handle the 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 band and so on and so forth um no excuses they got whooped but uh it was uh, it was unfortunate caller i i feel you so much on this and you know why i feel you're paying out so much on this because i was waiting in those same lines that you were to get back into the arena Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. So, Jerry, that was a little confusing. I, Summarize quickly what he's talking about here. Yeah, so, you so already the, the quick version of what the caller was talking about was the, the first round, the NCAA tournament. 
tickets to it are sold in what are called sessions. And each session includes two games. So if you buy a ticket to session one, you get to watch games one and two. After game two, they clear the arena out and everyone has to leave and then re-enter if you have bought tickets to games three and four, which is session two. Got it. The problem that the caller was bringing up, and I was in the same lines that, that he was for this, they didn't time things well. And because you have to stay on a TV schedule, the uh-huh. third game, so the beginning of session two, which was Indiana and St. Mary's, it started with maybe the arena 10% because they didn't open the doors in time. So by the time I got in, it was 10 to the first half. I got a little luckier than this caller did. But it was just, the thing that I took away from it was it was just so poorly handled where I had tickets to both sessions. So I had tickets to the, why couldn't I have just shown that when I walked in and just been allowed to stay? Yeah, because if if, if people that have bought tickets to both sessions had allowed to stay in arena, this wouldn't have been an issue. I just, it was so poorly handled and caller, we got lucky it didn't rent harder than it did also. Cause we got like a light drizzle, but I thought it was going to start pouring just because it's Oregon. It, it, there was the potential for that to be even more of a disaster than it was, but it was really badly handled. Hmm. What are the yeah, it was unfortunate. It, you know, we, had, yeah. we had, actually had a good time despite Indiana getting whooped, but you know, it was it was the second game that really, and the cheerleader uh, getting the ball and showing yep. off that IU yep. education. Um, but as far as gambling, I don't I don't care about that. I, I'll do brackets, but I, that that plays a little interest in, for me. Or it's not a big thing for me. I just love college basketball so much. Uh, but yeah. I do think another another reason why I think Cinderellas are more prevalent in the last decade. I think that's what you said is because of the the one year rule uh, with a lot of it's players, and now with doubt. transfers, I just I just see it's going to be. I think we're ripe to actually see a St. Peter's actually go deep. And even though St. Peter's wasn't picked to win the league, I, I think they're gonna, this is a possibility for them to use this as an excuse to open up the field even more because Iona dominated that, uh, that league for the most part and then lost in, their, in the championship game. And that's Patino's club. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I just think it's a perfect example. I mean, that easily could have been Iona making that run. I mean, they beat Bama, who didn't show well in the tourney. But anyway, that's just my, that's my two cents. I wish... Uh, you know, it's not even I want to complain, but it's just unfortunate there there is literally no one to complain to you know, about this. Oh like, yeah, it was. You know, I'm not going to go to I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to email the arena. But anyway, you guys have a good day. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was bad. No, it was. It, it, and there's no other way to put it other than that because I, I like there's times I kind of say, "Oh, caller, I feel your pain," and I, I I get where you're coming from, kind of thing. I literally was in the same lines that he was. I just happened to be a little do, further in front you, and got in before he the did. Caller, it, it was, it was one of the worst arena because I don't even think it was the NCAA's fault necessarily. It, it, I, I blame like the Moda Center more than anybody, anybody else. Like where the game was, it was just it was one of the worst facility management like structural things I've ever experienced. It was do, really do, bad. Do you know, Jer? Uh, I, I was going to jump in with that caller. He, that caller knew a lot about college basketball, and yep. and um, do you know from your social media contacts and all? Did this happen at all the different eight team pods all over the country? 
No, I don't. That's that's a really good question. I actually if don't know a, if this if is unique a, to if, the Moda Center or not. If it was all scheduled and and they had to stay on the TV schedule, obviously, then this happened more than just, this must have happened other places too. My guess is there's more money in the TV than than you guys paying for tickets. Hello, call you. You call you're on the air. He is. Yeah, you could come up with a better way to do it. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just going to say, like, I, I th- all they had to do was let people in earlier. Like, the, I got out, the lines were already around the door out the corner. Like, when I finally got out, like, it just, it, it seemed like the gap between we got everyone out of the arena, okay, we're letting people back in. There was just all this dead time when they're just... Well... It, yeah, it just seemed like it could have been done quicker. Well, and, and just just to answer your question, Jim, I I know you know the first game that you and I watched with Duke in that first round game at, at Patty's. After that game, Shashevsky commented on how it was really a bummer that both teams came out and played the first half to no fans. Shashevsky said that. This, yeah, because they were the second session and in. in I can't remember where they were in the first round. South Carolina, I think. Um, and and he complained that they didn't let people back in fast enough to fill the stands for both there those teams to come out and yeah, warm yeah. up and do their thing in front of their fans. Like, it was really poorly done. So, we know South Carolina, we know Portland, and I imagine if that was a problem in those two arenas, we could assume one other arena had the same kind of issue. My, my thing is, is, Jerry, you had – tickets to both sessions why couldn't you have just no. stayed in the arena like no. someone should have just checked your ticket and been like oh you're good don't leave that just makes the problem worse because you're exactly exactly you know welcome back in like it's it, that 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 was interesting i just wanted to answer uh that for you jim that that was definitely an issue in other places as well and this is my thing with putting on that tournament is what a logistical nightmare and you better hope the NCAA that all the arenas can handle that kind of an event. You know, that's a lot of teams. The, the other side of it for me was, you know, the first weekend has so many games being played across the country. You, you know, you're going to have overlap on TV. I was so disappointed that the sweet 16, they could have played those games throughout the entire day, and yet they overlapped them to where you couldn't yeah. watch. Yeah, I was like, "Why, why are you doing?" It? Like, nobody had a problem last week, you know, watching games at eleven o'clock in the morning West Coast. Why are you bunching them all together? You know, like that kind of made me upset. Just being a, a, a person at home watching watching the games. Good. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I never watched anything live, so I didn't notice. <laughs> that's that's. You're, you're yeah. a smart man because commercials are terrible. Yeah. I noticed it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that, Vince. I, I noticed it. it, it I, I, I was surprised, and I saw it. Like, I remember I remember noticing, thinking, oh, okay, wait, these are at the same time. And then I then I realized, like, oh, I have to watch these on two different screens now or something. Yeah, I, I remember thinking it was it was weird. Why yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Whole, kind- yeah. Yeah. But I, I do want to shift a little bit here and go into advertising for a quick second. Um, I mentioned during the Super Bowl, you know, there were commercials, and now they've been out for a while, that promoted you know, transgender athletes. 
And we've had two big topics in the last year. One was the transgender, and, and one was the uh, athletes taking a break. And, Jerry, if you've watched any of these games without, you know, like your dad, with, with commercials, there's now Powerade doing a really big push on the Powerade pause. And I love the fact that finally, in some way, shape, or form, advertising is taking up issues that are important because the Powerade pause is basically promoting the ideas of major athlete. You can take a break and you can step away for a minute to recollect yourself, which is a pretty big topic that we discussed last year with the Olympics and uh, tennis and a few other sports. So Jerry, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you're actually seeing these commercials, but have you noticed that? No, I, I did not know this commercial was a thing. Uh, until until okay. you brought it up, so I'm 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 kind of getting caught up on it as you go here, uh, but I I appreciate it. I think it's I think it's a good message. Um, well, it, it's coming from advertising, which we, right. we can take with a grain of salt because there's money involved. But they they are at least promoting in a way to a lot of viewers, millions of people, the idea of something. So I'm not saying it's my favorite form of information to be getting gotten out, but uh, it's there. That's what we have for some big topics. Yeah. It's, it's really weird that I'm basically to get caught up on this like message about, you know, taking a break and challenging the mentality of win at all costs and all this. It's really weird to me that I'm reading this from a press release from the Coca-Cola company who owns Powerade. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a little bizarre to me to be like, I'm reading a, this it's like yes this is a good message this is also a coca-cola advertisement it's, exactly. it's a little weird yeah but that's it's you terrible. can say that for a lot of commercials like that's this is not unique to coca-cola no no exactly and that that to me is the big point here though is like they're terrible i'm not a coke fan i'm not a commercial fan i think it's terrible but if you're at least gonna eh, push you know, you know it's simone biles is like the main uh, uh spokesperson for the commercial so it, it ties into at least a, a, a topic that is going to be relevant in sports going forward. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't know. Jim, anything from you? No, it's, it's, uh, I try not to pay attention to the, to the commercials. I, I don't know what to think. There's. Well, my, my, my point here, Jim, is basically advertisement being used to promote some issues in sports that we have discussed. Like, right. Oh, the idea of, of of athletes like, you know, I'm not going to compete today because I don't feel a hundred percent, and uh, that's okay. Semi changing the subject here, now, but but keeping it to the word commercials. This, real, real quick, sorry, I, this commercial is wild. I, I I'm watching it with like closed captionings on, so I understand it, but without hearing it, this it's is wild. a wild commercial. I love it. This is fantastic. <laughs> So it's basically the gimmick of the commercial is they're in these like, Jim, for some context for you, they're in these like kind of high stress environments and they just kind of stop what they're doing. So in the middle of a diving contest, uh, one of the divers teaches all the other divers how to crochet Um, in the middle of a timeout. A basketball coach just starts playing rock, paper, scissors with their players. Uh, It's like. And then, then it goes to Simone Biles and it kind of like gets a little bit serious again. Or it kind of like yeah. brings it back in. But I really like how this is structured. This is really well yeah, done. It, yeah, it's well done. It, it, 
it makes yeah. you think a little bit of like, dude, life is not just what you're doing professionally. It's other things as well. You know, it, it's got a darn yeah. good message. I mean, that's what advertising, you know, Mark, you, you hire people to do this kind of stuff for you. So use your money in a good way. You're going to create average. I'm so tired of bad commercials. Well, at least give me something. Let, 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 structure, me, let, me have, let me have the, uh, the mic for a second here, Vince. And, and Jer, I don't want you to say next week that, um, that, We've already talked about it, but we had a whole session lined up. I want you, Vince, and then I'm going to take another call. we got two more here I want to get in before the end of the show. We want to know what your favorite sports commercials are. We are going to bring that up. We're going to bring it up next week. Oh, God. I will, I will dig into that. After the, Jordan, after the Jordan Bird uh, oh, horse. McDonald's. Call or call back, 707-895-2448. Thanks, Vince. Hello, you're on the air. Hey there, it's sports phone doctor again. So um, I, I this we don't have time for this, but um, just maybe for next time. This I just heard about this commercial that you guys were talking about, and I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds interesting. But I just wonder. I know we've had other conversations about you know high schoolers, um, you know, going on vacation and how that can be problematic for the team. And so I think I'm just wondering how this new mentality that we all support about mental health and people taking breaks, like how does that or does that translate down to high school sports? I think, well, they're they're absolutely attempting to have it translate down to high school sports in this commercial. Uh, Like just in terms of how it's framed in the inferred age of the athletes in the, in a lot of these shots. Um, it's definitely directed at that level of sports. Like the last, the last shot is, I would guess, a teenage, young teenage gymnast, and then Simone Biles like throwing her Powerade and be like, "Yeah, hey, you'll get it next time," and they just walk away and go do something else. So I, I think but that I mean, it's yeah. But I mean, what about the coaches? Right? Like the coaches definitely didn't grow up or didn't play with such a mentality, you know, for the oh, sure, sure, sure. I, I, would, I guess like, that's my question yeah, is as a coach, yeah. how, how does that, how, like, does that impact coaches? I, I would, I would draw a line and a difference between what this commercial is encouraging and a kid deciding he's going to take a week off to go be with his family and skip basketball practice over Christmas break. I, I think it's, I think it's promoting two different things. Like th- this commercial is promoting mental health and well-being, and the idea of hey, if you're just overwhelmed, it's okay to step away. I think that's different in a, a different conversation than the player that wants to go on the family trip and chooses to miss four days of practice. I, I think that it's it's targeting two different things. I think those are two but what related if, but, but separate what groups. One but minute, Patty. If. One minute, Patty. <laughs> okay. I got another call. Go, go ahead, is, finish it. Okay, no, the question is, what if that prevents the person from going into a near breakdown? Like, do we have to wait for people to go to near breakdown to give them a break? And I will hang up the phone now. <laughs> I don't think I have enough time to appropriately address this. As always, Patty, thank you for uh, the food for thought. Thank you. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment that uh, it's a big difference in how this plays out in team versus individual sports. You guys were team sports. I was individual sports. Uh, How you affect the rest of the team when you decide, you know, you're the quarterback, everything's keyed around you, you decide not to play. 
has ramifications for everyone else, scholarships people are trying to get, and all such things. And this is a great follow-on to last week when you guys were talking about people wanting to, like, retire and then unretire. You know, here we are just talking about a bigger break because the pressure got to you. You said, I'm retired. And then you come back because now you want to do it. How's that different than a break? I think we just validated last week. That's very interesting. Yeah. Never thought of it that way. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. No, I, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, and, and, and the commercial, again, I keep going back to it because it's fresh in my mind. It does balance. Like it, it shows a lot of team stuff, and then it also has got swimming, uh, gymnastics. I think tennis is thrown in there as well. So it, 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 it touches both team and individual sports that, uh, and, and addresses both of them in the same manner so to speak so jerry we're, we're definitely out of time for uh but um i just want to throw that out there i don't want to do it this week your favorite sports commercial sports fans i want to hear about them next week jerry you you started telling me about some of the ones that i forgot about and i just love talking about it yeah yeah well it, and the thing i was really enjoying about going back through these and kind of like going down memory lane of sports commercials is you have this really interesting spectrum of the ones that are pure entertainment and just like comedy. And then you have the, the Powerade type stuff that is like much trying to take a much more serious tone. Uh, We're going to call it there. We'll be back next week. That will be our first April edition of the sports phone on April 3rd. Looking forward to that. Thanks everyone that called and listened and we will talk to y'all next week. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willitson Dukaya 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.